Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the November 2nd episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Wednesday evening episode of the show, World Series in full swing. Uh, Philadelphia is up one, right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. They yeah. just won last night. Pretty big. There you go. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, as you could tell right there, that was John. Uh, we, we chill out and talk sports together. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you subscribe um, by hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, we're over on Twitter at um, yeah, Sports. Come over, talk to us. We'd love to hear uh, we'd love to hear from you. And also, we've got a website, www.umyasports.com, where you can go to get the latest sports news and information curated from around the internets, uh, social media. It's all brought together. Local sites, not obvious. We bring you the best stuff from everywhere. Um, and uh, we do all that with no ads and no cost to you. So you owe it to yourself to go check that out. All right, man. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. The basketball season is uh, is underway, as you are are aware. The NBA season, um, pretty interesting. What's going on there? I'm a little interested in what's happening with uh, the Utah Jazz as they sit at uh, I think it's six and two based on uh, their record at present. Given that they basically liquidated everybody, <laughs> it's a pretty a pretty interesting and surprising outcome because oh my goodness, they have a ton of draft picks. Um, so they, they could be good, good for a while if, uh, if, if what we see now is real. Uh, but before we jump over to the NFL and talk some football, I did want to talk some basketball, um, and, uh, talking about a former Utah jazz player, uh, Rudy Gobert, um, at the T-Wolves, not, not panning out. Yeah. I think it's a little early. It's a little early. We're only what, eight games in. Yeah. It's it's not that late in the season at this point, but I think this goes back to what what was happening with him, you know, at the Utah Jazz. Because uh, last last NBA season during the playoffs, we talked we were talking about the Jazz. You're talking about uh, Gobert in particular, and how I think he kind of hurt their chances of making it deep in the playoffs because he wasn't playing the defense that the team needs. Uh, and as a center, you need to be kind of playing bully ball a little bit, get in the paint guard get the rebound score get the tough shots that's kind of your job as a center pass the ball out and it and at, at, at present even last season that wasn't really what he was doing he wasn't being a force or a menace at all uh and i feel like that's continued with this utah or this uh t wolves team and the problem with it is a they sent draft choices to get him and b you got to take a spot. You got to take one of your guys out of that starting lineup to put him in and have him in the rotation. And I feel like he hasn't had as much upside as you would hope. I think against the, the, the Spurs, he had like nine points and something like 12 rebounds. But when you're a center and you play, you know, substantial minutes, he's been playing quite a bit throughout these last few games. You need to be having way more points. And the stats, I think don't really tell the full story. What mostly tells the story is watching the game. So I watched the last couple of games, the Spurs game, uh, and then their game against the Suns, watching the first half of both of those to kind of see what I what I thought. And right now, I think it's kind of it's one of those situations where he's not guarding well. He's having a situation where he's not closing out to try to 
to stop the the three. He's just kind of sitting halfway between the paint and the shooter, which is never going to be good defense for you. And then when rebounds come into play, if there's no one around him, he's going to get the ball. But if there's other people around him, he's fighting for the rebounds, but he's failing to get those rebounds. And that's something that you really want is the ability to get the rebounds nine times out of ten, especially out of your center when Cat uh, or Carl Anthony Town is not going to be playing in that particular game. So that's something that you're kind of hoping, but we really haven't seen. And then on the offensive side of the uh, on the offensive side of the floor or uh, in that in that area, he was really struggling with fighting through contact and scoring. So I think the same storyline that we saw with the Jazz is now continuing over with the um, with the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves are a a good a good basketball franchise. They got really good uh, a good center, Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards has playing been playing really well. And then you put you know you put. Um, Gobert in there, and and now things are starting to, I feel like, slide a little bit. So I think it's an interesting situation. I think we'll learn more as this progresses, but he's going to need to up his defensive game substantially to make the fans think it was a good trade, and I think, honestly, for the ownership to think it was a good trade because when you add another center in, you're expecting to have depth there and the ability to have a guy that can go in there. When Carl Anthony Towns can't go in there and play good defense to keep you in games and whatnot, and I don't feel like that's the situation we find ourselves in. But at the same time, the Jazz, as you were just talking about, they've got a slew of first-round draft choices, a ton of them. And at this point, you know, getting rid of Gobert might have been a huge, a huge benefit for them at this point. And, you know, like you, they have got good core pieces that they cut a loss to the Lakers, but the Lakers decided not to close in on it. So not having Gobert might actually be one of the reasons why they're playing the way that they've been playing right now. We'll see if it turns it around. But as of right now, I think there's a lot of stuff that as far as Gobert is concerned, needs to be cleaned up for this team to, you know, get a little bit better uh, because I think this team could be really good. I think they have been over the last few seasons, really good, but losing, uh, Pat Beverly to the Jazz. I think part of that trade as well is a huge detriment because um, uh, Pat Pat Beverly has been playing really good for that franchise. So to lose him for Gobert, I just don't see the 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 benefit being there. So as season goes along, obviously we'll learn a little bit more. But right now, I feel like that's kind of a bust trade. Okay. Well, all right. Let's jump over to the uh, the NFL. I'm gonna focus a little bit on. Uh, on uh, the free agency stuff, or sorry, the trade stuff trade, yeah. with the trade deadline now passed and some teams making some moves. I'd like to talk about that for a few minutes, if that's okay, here on Wednesday. Not a lot going on in the NFL between, uh, between what, Tuesday and Wednesday. Those yeah. are slow Slow NFL. games. So we've got some stuff to talk about, though. Okay, so uh, one team that went out and uh, made some improvement to their club are the Dolphins. They went out and traded for Bradley Chubb from, uh, from Denver, correct? So this makes them better on defense, right? I think it's a big boost to them. Uh, they're already really good defensively. We saw them beat the Buffalo Bills and get after Josh Allen. Uh, we've seen them play really well throughout the season, and now they've got Tyree Kill, they've got Jalen Wild, they got two, and they've got arguably one of the best linebackers in football uh, just by trades and draft choices. So, you know, and I, I saw like uh, I saw a graphic that those three guys came from the trade I believe the 49ers did to get Trey Lance. So they've gotten a lot from that. But yep. I think this Dolphins team is going to be really scary, and I'm excited to see them come onto the field because I think this defense might be uh, a force against any offense they play, and can they will be able to win a lot more games. I think they'll have a good pl- uh, playoff run, especially with the defense being not revamped but being added to. Okay, and so then the Bears picked up Chase Claypool from the Steelers. Yes, I do like that move a lot because I think A – 
it frees up the uh, Steelers to give Najee Harris the ball and George Pickens mm-hmm. and Pat Fryermuth. Those are the guys that need to be, you know, pay, paying atten- you need to be paying attention to, and get the ball to because these guys are having a lot of success. Oh, and also Johnson. But with Claypool, I kind of feel like he sits in this weird area where he's not out the door at that point before he got traded, but he also wasn't, you know, being involved as much. Yes, he had that game against the Buccaneers where he helped close it out, but overall. It felt like these other guys needed to rise up and they couldn't because Chase Claypool is there. Excuse me. Now that Chase Claypool is gone, I feel like the Steelers got a draft choice from them. Um, they now can use, uh, they can now use George Pickens a little bit more, get him more involved in the offense. And that guy's a really good wide receiver and needed been uh, has been needed to been used, but hasn't been really been used as much as he really needs to be. So, I think that move is great for the Steelers. But I think also for the Bears, I think they now have a wide receiver one they haven't really had that they've had a bunch of guys that they've been trying to force into a wide receiver one but they're a bunch of gadget guys or wide receiver two or wide receiver three they haven't really found that one guy that can really you know be that guy that they that they need that they could throw to that they rely on I think Chase Claypool could be that for him I think he wasn't being used quite right in the, with the Steelers I think he was in a weird area like I said but now with the Bears I think he can establish himself as the guy that you know bails um bails Justin uh Justin Fields out gives him an opportunity gives him a guy that knows what he's doing been a league a long time been that guy that's had to have or has to have carried the load a little bit throughout games uh and been with the Steelers organization for multiple years so he's been through it so now when you go to the Bears organization you're going to an organization or you're going to that organization with experience and the ability to be uh, the guy that they rely on as a number one. So I think that's just very positive for the Bears because the Bears have looked all out of sync as far as the um, as far as quarterback to wide receiver connection that just hasn't been there. Now, obviously, it's going to take time for Chase Claypool and Justin Fields to get that chemistry, but I think he can be used in a lot of powerful ways. I also think his ability to contort his body to make catches isn't something that the Bears really have. They have a lot of guys that will just go down the field and you have to throw it to them to make the completion. Yes, they'll make a couple of tough catches, but that's not really something that we've grown accustomed to with the Bears other than when Allen Robinson's there, but now he's obviously at the Rams. So I think, which is Claypool, I really like it. I like it for fantasy numbers as well. That's why I went out and picked him up immediately because I think he's going to get good numbers because Justin feels like I said, he's going to give the ball to him a lot. But it also frees up the other wide receivers that are around Chase Claypool to get freed up a little bit, get some opportunities. And so that's going to also make this team um not a contender but you know get them in the right direction obviously and I think also they've lost a lot of defensive guys over the last few days where they're I think they're both their linebackers are gone to different teams I think they're both linebackers but they're both gone to different teams so I mean kind of scrub defensively but their running back core is insane it's been really good the entire season Justin Fields is trying to hold his own and it's been kind of struggling but now he's got a good wide receiver that can you know make plays for him and I think it can start to you know get him eased into the game of football a little bit with a decent wide receiver to make things happen. So I think in both cases, it works well for either squad. I like how the Steelers didn't just give away all their wide receivers and just kind of be kind of overreact to the situation where they're at. They made a smart play of chading the guy that feels like he could get taken out of this offense and they would still be good enough as is. They also drafted uh, George Pickens beforehand. So I think neither team, um, or I think the Steelers didn't lose anything. I think they might have gained something with the draft choice, and I think being able to bring the other guys up that haven't been maybe recognized as much as they have should have been. And then with the Bears, I think they've gotten a situation where, like I said, they've got a guy that they can rely on and they can they can try to ease into this team uh, and get going because right now they have been in desperate need of a wide receiver one, and I think they finally found it. So I think this is a, a big positive for them. Might not be my favorite trade at the trade deadline, but I think it's one of mine. Okay. Good stuff. 
Okay, so Christian McCaffrey, he is now uh, back in California, yes. back in the Bay Area where he went to school, and he's uh, he's 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 picked up uh, where he left off there at Stanford, and he's running running like crazy for those 49ers. Definitely going to help them in the uh, in the NFC West, and uh, has really propelled them um, into a potential contender for the uh, the postseason on through the uh, on through the bowl there. So, what do you think about um, the work that McCaffrey's been doing? there in uh, San Francisco. Well, I think he's the first player uh, to be able to do a throwing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, yeah. and a running touchdown in the same game, yeah. which he did against the Rams on Sunday. So that's a big positive. But at the same time, like they can use him in so many different ways. They can have him run the football, which he's done tremendously well over the last few games. Even when the first game is, I think it was the Chiefs, the first game he was on in, and he didn't touch the ball a lot, but you could see Flash what he was able to do, and then he get against the Rams, and he just ran all over that team and was one of the biggest players when he was on the field that they used. He just did everything that you would ask from him. But I think his biggest um, strength is the fact that he – you know, did all three of those things. And I think he can do it more than just once. I think he's has the, uh, I think there's a possibility that he does it multiple times where he gets uh, a running touchdown, a passing touchdown or a catching touchdown in a, in a passing touchdown, because he said that, um, both of his younger brothers are both quarterbacks in the NFL or not in the NFL, but both are quarterbacks. I think, I don't know where they're at as far as their football journey is concerned, but I know they're both quarterbacks. So he said, that's why he was able to throw that 30 yard pass down the field. So if he keeps learning from his brothers and learning to throw the football and, and, and picks up on those sort of things, then their ability to do wildcat goes up significantly. Cause that was a 30 yard pass. He did to Brandon. Ayuk for a touchdown. Uh, I think it opens up the ability to do jet sweeps for passes. I think it just opens up so many different trick plays that they can do uh, and, and benefit from and do them successfully because too many times teams do these wildcats or they do these different flash plays to try to throw defenses off. But most of the time they don't have the correct position pieces to do them and everything just kind of falls apart. But at the same time now, you know, it kind of feels like they got the pieces to be able to do it. And Christian McCaffrey, absolutely, hands down, I think is my favorite um, trade that they've made before the trade deadline. I think the 49ers now are very strong contenders. I think they've even boosted themselves into uh, Super Bowl contenders with the team that they have. That they have. Uh, plus, they're in the running for maybe OBJ at some point if that works out for them. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's look pretty decent. Their, their wide receivers have been playing really well as well. So everything... Re- Everything that, you know, is kind of lining up for a very good season for him. Being able to beat the Rams in a close game that they were able to blow up and wide at the end there. Another really big positive for him. So, overall, everything's kind of pointing in the right direction for him. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that the Rams couldn't get Christian McCaffrey because I think, you know, that would be the yeah, exact same yeah. situation there. But, Rams. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, at first when I saw all the stuff that they gave up for Christian McCaffrey, I was like, you know, Chris McCaffrey can't stay on the field. He's not been able to play very healthy. Uh, we haven't really seen all the flashes of what he's able to do. He gets it on the San Francisco 49ers, and the dude is worth every bit of what they traded for him, probably even more, because I think he can do a lot of good for you. I get you lose some draft choices from it uh, over the next couple of years, but, you know, if you're able to get Chris McCaffrey, he's able to lead you 
to deep playoff performances open up this team uh, in ways that were not possible with what you had beforehand, even though you had some pretty good running backs. You had this guy in there, and now things are um, looking really, really sharp for you. It's been really fun to watch him. I'm excited to see what this 49ers team is able to do in the near future. The only thing that they really need to lock up now and fix is their quarterback situation. Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Or is it going to be someone else? Mm -hmm. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is doing enough to win them football games, but I kind of feel like that's going to end soon, uh, regardless of you know how he plays, unless you know if they make it to the Super Bowl again, maybe that, that changes. But... That's an interesting storyline they'll have to follow as well. But Christian McCaffrey, I haven't watched him. I'd recommend watching a replay on it or yeah. tuning in on Sunday because he is probably one of the most fun running backs to watch in all the NFL. All right. Well, it's a Wednesday. We got to get out of here. I do have one thing to say. Yeah. I just noticed this weekend the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Los Angeles Rams. They are? That's what it says. Mm -hmm. That's a, uh, I think, a 325 game. So that's America's game of the week, is it not? Uh, kind of like that, that would could be. be. That could be. It's because yeah. the only yeah that's three twenty five so CBS a, oh no CBS. it's a CBS game so it wouldn't be okay but uh I mean it should have been I guess that's the Seahawks it's, versus the Cardinals game okay but all right regardless so great the Bucks game. got the Rams and then they go to Germany to Germany to play Seattle play Seattle so should be fun tough stretch of a couple of games man I don't even know and the Eagles will the Bucks be three and seven or will they be four and six or will they be the Eagles five and five the Eagles beat the Steelers. By landslide, and guess who we get to play next? The one and five Texans. Mm. They're gonna be go go to eight and eight yeah. and zero yeah. for the first nine weeks of, of game of Crazy. games. So Crazy. Awesome. All right, man. Oh, also there's that other game, that college game coming up. Oh this yeah, number one, against number, number one against number one against number one. Yeah. yeah that's that's uh, the SEC man. It's yes. legit. Awesome, cool. All right, we will talk uh, we will talk soon, listeners. We'll catch you on Friday. See ya.